What's going on, everyone? This is Gary. This is Josh. Let's talk soccer. Our second podcast in a row together. Yeah, it's nice. I know. It's nice. Uh, you're on a bit of spring break. I took the day off so we could hang out family style. It's great. So it's all good. Uh, lots of exciting slash interesting football over the weekend. Yeah. Premier League was um, never a dull moment, quite yeah, honestly. Nice. Yeah, it was weird. Some uh, penalty saves. Um some unexpected outcomes, so it was sort of a an interesting, interesting weekend, um, which kind of produced a an interesting uh, fantasy Premier League weekend as well, and we'll go through sort of some highlights in the FPL world, but I figured first, maybe what we'd do is sort of take a kind of a quick look back at game week 29 that just ended. We'll talk about our fantasy team for a second. And then I would like to kind of look at the bigger picture uh, and the outlook of the next few game weeks. So we have a couple of doubles and a couple of blanks coming up. And all of this is posted on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. That's our handle. And you can find everything. Just posted it a few minutes ago. So all of the information on doubles and blanks um, as we know it right now, as it stands, is up there. Um, so we can take a look at those weeks, talk about some strategies um, moving forward into those weeks, and then let's talk specifically um, sort of players on our watch list for game week 30 with game week 31 top of mind because I think we're going to need to plan for that, and we'll discuss why in a little bit. All right, first, let's just do some general observations then. Um, let's start with Liverpool. Uh, windy, windy Liverpool. Yeah, so they always, you know, Klopp always has an excuse for the wind. It was too snowy against United. Um, yeah. They weren't prepared because of the three injuries. Yeah, the injuries kind of threw off their, their timing or something. Um, I really, really like Klopp a lot. I think he's a phenomenal manager. And I think he's a very smart man. Uh, but... I mean, you got to just admit when you sort of get beat. And Liverpool didn't lose, clearly, uh, but they also didn't play the way title winners should play. And I wish he just sort of owned what happened. Yeah. The team was on. Salah couldn't finish to save his life. Pickford made made a couple of nice saves for sure. Uh, but, you know, Mo is expected, especially he had two or three right in front of goal. I mean, one of those should go in. At least. So the fact that he couldn't get the job done has nothing to do with the wind whatsoever. That was just poor placement and poor finishing. And, like I said, a great save or two as well. But, you know, Klopp needs to just sort of own how his team performed because Everton was playing the same exact wind. Uh, and they looked like the team that wanted to win. 0-0 outcome. But, you know, I mean, Everton just looked looked the better team that yeah. day, quite honestly. So, you know, that brings up, well, first, I guess, on the positive side, the Liverpool defense is just outstanding. I think Allison right now has 17 clean sheets. We say Van Dyke has 17 clean sheets. Yeah, Van Dyke is playing outrageous. But so so is Robertson and, and Alexander-Arnold now that they're back. Uh, Van Dyke is probably the leader. Yeah. Among the three, since he's sort of in that central position, but um, but that defense, all four of them back there, is just 
Yeah, it's really it's really solid overall. But just to focus on Van Dyke for a second, I mean, he's one of the only players who consistently always plays plays at like an eight out of ten. Yeah, like every game, no matter right. how the team plays. He never has a a bad game. Yeah, no. See, like sometimes Allison can be a little bit inconsistent, especially with his uh, uh, distribution. Yeah. Yes. But. Uh, Van Dyke makes up for a lot of stuff. He's definitely uh, extremely reliable, which is exactly what you want in a center back, right? Um, Extremely reliable. So, you know, that that Liverpool defense is is something else. They're the best in the league for sure. And if you don't own probably two players, quite honestly, from that defense, and we'll count Allison as as one of them, so of the four – you should probably own two, especially considering that Liverpool do not have any blank game weeks for the rest of the season. So, ideally, each fantasy team should be carrying three Liverpool players. Yes. Um, so, that kind of then leads... Okay, so if I own two uh, in the back four, then who's my third one? Salah comes into question. He has not been playing well. We just talked about his lack of finishing. Uh, one goal in the last, I think, five games. It's really bad. He, so, he just hasn't been playing well. He hasn't been. Now, certainly, everything can change next game, and he could have a hat trick easily because he's that kind of player. But right now, he's not playing well. I don't know if the pressure's getting to him. I don't know if um, there's something else going on. Maybe he's fatigued. I don't know, but... For the amount of money that that man costs, you would expect more. Yeah, and it sort of brings up, like, if you really want to carry uh, one of the Liverpool front three, because, I mean, you probably wouldn't carry Firmino. Why he's wouldn't, injured right now, yeah, anyway. Why wouldn't you get Mane? Because yeah. he's cheaper. Less Mane. Yeah, less Mane. <laughs> uh, he's on better form. Yes. And yeah, he, he generally plays, like, the same position. Yeah. I think... For Salah owners, which is one out of every two people basically listening to this podcast, the question then comes to mind of, do I get rid of him or do I keep him? Uh, It's a challenging question because since he's owned by 50% of the, the managers out there, if and when he does have a good game, you really suffer because... You know, half of the fantasy teams get lifted because of that performance, and yours doesn't if you don't have them in your team. On the other hand, something like Mane is a great differential, especially over the last few weeks um, when Salah has not been playing well, or even a, a midfielder from, from another team like a Sterling or someone. So the question really comes to those that own Salah, is is he worth the money? And I don't I don't know the answer to that. The only reason that I am hesitant to get rid of him and just bring in Mane instead is because of how high his ownership is. Yeah, I agree with that. <coughs> it's just it's not that much of a change um, in ownership, and it's really just a price. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we could do some good things with the money we'd save between Salah and Mane, and I just don't know what the right the right answer to that is and it's different for everybody you yeah. know it's, it's all sort of based on your risk tolerance and what you have planned to do with that money uh if you do make the change to money <clears throat> so people ask a lot of times what should i do and it's kind of like it's it's hard to say i mean yeah. i don't it's not my team uh and it's really kind of 
something like that sort of rests on each manager's shoulders. Which reminds me, by the way, hit us up at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. We love the DMs. We answer all of them. I don't think we've missed replying to one. We may not be able to reply to you seven times in the same discussion, but uh, we will definitely get back to you at least once, which we love to do. All right. That was all right. We spent a lot of time talking about Liverpool. We'll, we'll move a little quicker through the rest of them. Leicester City, <clears throat> new manager, didn't come out swinging. They looked pretty lackluster. Um, and then Vardy scored a nice goal. First touch of the game, first shot, goal scored. Beautiful through ball right up the middle. <clears throat> and that's what Vardy's capable of doing. But, um, you know, they had a little, they were sort of re-energized for a little bit, and then ultimately uh, Vardy came off more precautionary, it sounds, than anything else. But they did come off, and they ended up losing, uh, I believe they played Watford. Yeah. Is that right? <clears throat> yeah, 2-1, to one, I think, um, with a late goal scored by Watford to win it. So, you know, under Rodgers, still to be determined on how they'll play, but... Um, but Vardy's a dangerous player, and it sounds like he is part of Rodgers' overall plan. In fact, we've read some some comments that Rodgers made that um, you know the the job of the team is really to feed the ball to Vardy as much as possible and get him involved as much as possible. So if you're a Vardy owner, that's a good thing, and if you're thinking about getting him, that's a good thing as well. Manchester United, um, another win. Yep, which is nice. I mean, the OGS. Uh, era is is flying high. Uh, Lukaku sort of the star of this weekend. Yeah. Uh, whereas Rashford and Pogba weren't. Pogba actually missed a penalty uh, because of his weird approach to the ball. And um, you know a lot. He was a very heavily captained player. Might might even have been the most captained player of the game week. And ends with a negative one. <clears throat> so. Uh, we've gotten some questions, either DMs or comments in our posts of what to do with Pogba, and the answer is nothing. Just leave him. I mean, yeah, it's not. I mean, he had one bad game. Yeah, and the thing is, it, it wasn't because like the only reason he got that wasn't because he was getting carded. Well, he did get a yellow card, but it was mainly because he missed the penalty. Right. So of course you're, and that's a pretty rare thing. Like even right. though he doesn't miss a lot of penalties, you just don't take a lot of penalties. Yeah, exactly. So there's no reason getting rid of him because. Right. He misses a penalty. Oh, I agree completely. Um, he's a reliable player. You know, they are in Manu as part of sort of the blank and double game week scenario that we'll go through in a little bit. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't change him. Was not super impressed with his play. Wasn't super impressed with Rashford's play. Uh, Lukaku, like we said, was sort of the standout star of them. But I don't know that I would run out and go get Lukaku either. Uh, Manchester City. Looked sluggish. Um, I don't know if sluggish is the right word. They just couldn't. They just couldn't finish against Bournemouth. I mean, uh, Aguero and Sterling between the two of them had some wide open opportunities and just bad finishing or a couple of nice saves on the other side. But um, that score easily could have been four or five zero. Yeah. Instead, they eke out uh, a one goal. Victory, but um, I don't know. Maybe I don't think that Aguero playing a lot of minutes had anything to do with his lack of finishing. I think he just 
didn't didn't finish well. And he has he does that on occasion, <clears throat> um, but certainly he could have had at least two had his finishing been better. So not to worry about Sterling Aguero. Uh, Jesus is fit. He came on at the very end of the game. So there's always the concern of rotation. But Man City play at home this weekend. I believe they host Watford. And, you know, if Pep sort of plays by what he's been commenting on, you know, every game is a championship game. So to not play Aguero at home, I think, is foolish. Yeah, because he's been amazing at home. Yeah. It's just such a mistake if you don't play him. I agree with that. So, you know, right now he's the captain of our Game Week 30 team. And um, unless we hear differently, I don't see why we would change that, especially given his home record. And the fact that he's been quiet a little bit lately, or quieter, means that he's due for something. We say he's he's quieter just because he scores one goal. Yeah. Well, he didn't have any last week, or this weekend. But that's okay. When when he scores one goal, that's like a quiet Yes. Because we have to remember, just like a few weeks ago, he scored two hat-tricks against him. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Top competition. All right. Uh, A couple of Arsenal players, Lacazette, the hero, over the weekend for his team. Um, whereas Aubameyang comes off the bench and another missed penalty. Yeah, there's been a lot of missed penalties this, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, interesting that Aubameyang didn't start, and I don't know if it's just because he's played so many minutes or what the deal is, but that's definitely something to keep an eye on between the two. Lacazette is a bit less expensive and plays about the same minutes and probably I haven't looked, but probably has about the same points per game. So, you know, for the money, Lacazette might be a better option. Yeah. Anyway, um, Wolves, uh, Jimenez and Hota just getting the job done. I mean, combined, I, th- I thought, uh, they scored the first goal and it was Hota on the goal and Jimenez on the assist. And then two minutes later, uh, we get the fantasy premier league, uh, Twitter alert, and it says Jimenez with the goal and Hota with the assist. And I thought they were just changing. I thought they, yeah, I thought the first uh, alert was incorrect, and they they switched it and flipped it. But nope, they were involved in two goals together, which is phenomenal. Um, as rumors had it, Doherty did not start and played sort of a limited number of minutes for that, so we only came off with a point. But he'll be back. He was just being rested. Uh, but Jimenez is is a stud. Uh, Wolves' schedule does get tough, though, so that's something to keep in mind for sure. For Burnley, Ashley Barnes. Yeah, he's been just, good. Just good lighten lately. it up. Um, I, I don't know how Burnley's fixtures look moving forward. <clears throat> I don't know, but, you know, for a third striker, not a bad option. Certainly for a differential, a yep. good option. Solid. Crystal Palace. Uh, looking pretty good, Batshuayi and Zaha, looking nice and producing. So in terms of um, players going into um, you know the the tail end of the season, they might be someone worth looking at. It looks like, yeah, they don't play in game week thirty one. So I would tech, I would probably stay away from Crystal Palace players. Uh, Southampton, James Ward Prowse. Also looking good, kind of like Barnes. Yeah. Differential. Scored a great free kick over the weekend. It was lovely. I think he has five goals in his last eight matches or something. Yeah. For a midfielder, he's outstanding. <laughs> yes. 
Um, Southampton, Ward-Prowse, another one. So sort of like Barnes. And um, he just – they look – he looks great. Um, Ward-Prowse yeah. is, is playing well. He's looking solid. They were uh, – Southampton were unlucky not to come up. Come out of the United game with a win. Yeah. So it wasn't really like they were playing poor <laughs> yes. because they lost three uh, two, and it was it was almost a bit of a lucky win. Yeah, it was. And I, honestly, I think the same for Man City. Yeah. Uh, they easily could have left with a draw. Um, let's see, West Ham, Declan Rice. He's been solid with a lovely, lovely goal. Um, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. I believe West Ham play. Um, throughout the rest of the season, I don't think they have a blank at all. They and they don't have a double as of now, but they don't have a blank as of now either. So you know, West Ham players tend to be a little less expensive, but they can definitely bring some value in some cases, some differential. Newcastle, I thought, looked super sluggish on the other side of the pitch from West Ham. They just couldn't get it going. Their lack of attack, it just just wasn't there for them at all it's like it was something contagious and just uh, nobody decided to attack and they just kind of played around with the ball in the back and uh, West Ham would just um, cut off all passing lanes and just sort of prevent them from really getting anything going our boy Almiron for the third week in a row was not involved in any goals and um, I know they'll come but his chances are starting to, to get increasingly harder Whereas, you know, the past couple of game weeks or three game weeks were really the greatest chances yep. for him to get involved. But hopefully that will change for him. And then um, on the Chelsea side, Hazard gets an assist, who was a heavily captain player in Iguain, uh as sort of a differential forward and a differential captain, gets himself a goal. So Chelsea, to some extent, um, are sort of riding the ship. A little bit. I think Keppa uh, made a couple of nice saves, and I think he's maybe a little more humble for now. That'll probably wear off quickly. When you're the highest-paid goalkeeper in the world and you're that young, you know, ego tends to to get in the way sometimes. Let's talk about our team. Okay, good weekend for us. Started out like crap. Yep. I think we ended up Saturday with nine points. Uh, which was horrible, but so did a lot of other people. I think the average was maybe six that day. Um, We ended with 54 points, and we didn't take any hits, and we didn't make any transfers. So we roll over two free transfers uh, going into game week 30, which is a a good position to be in. Yeah, we were so surprised. We were uh, live. It was like a live feed of our current rank. Yeah. We were uh, in shock of how... It was actually like going up. Oh uh, yeah, so much especially. I know we j- yeah we had a nice big fat green arrow that went up somewhere close to forty thousand, maybe like thirty five thousand um, spots, which is nice. So our overall rank right now is one hundred thirty eight k, which isn't too bad. We're getting we we would just like to be inside the top one hundred thousand. I think by the end of the season, just to be realistic, um, the the live. Um, FPL rank that Josh was just talking about. If you go to livefpl.net and you can just do slash rank or just go to livefpl.net and you can put in your team number, uh, which is if you go to, uh, you know, go to your fantasy team through the, um, through the website 
And up in the address bar, you'll see, I think it's a five or six digit number up in the, the URL. That's your team number. Just copy and paste that into the live FPL page and your team will come up. Yep. And it's pretty cool. Um, the average for the week was 40 and the high was 106. So being above the average is always nice. Usually means a green arrow. As long as uh, we, we get a green arrow every week, we're pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, whatever the score is, it's all relative, right? Um, some things... Okay, now we're going to transition from Game Week 29 into some things to be mindful of. And again, all of this info is posted at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. First up, Game Week 31 is a blank game week. Still a lot of managers out there that don't know that. So it is blank. What does that mean? That means that certain teams will not play at all in the in game week 31. And those teams are Wolves, Manchester United, Manchester City, Arsenal, Spurs, Crystal Palace, Brighton, Southampton, Watford, and Cardiff. Now, what teams are playing in game week 31 are these. Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester City, West Ham, Huddersfield, Fulham, Liverpool, Everton, and Chelsea. So, as you're starting to build your Game Week 30 team, um, with your eyes turned towards one eye maybe on Game Week 31, those are probably some of the teams that you need to pull players from. Again, they're Bournemouth, Newcastle, Burnley, Leicester, West Ham, Huddersfield, Fulham, Liverpool, Everton, and Chelsea. Something important, too, about the blank game weeks, especially when half of the teams are not playing in game week 31, it's okay not to have a full starting 11. Yep. You know, we might have as low as seven. We'll probably have eight or nine, which is a, is a good number. You know, somewhere around nine, uh, either side of that is is pretty excellent given the circumstances. So don't don't feel like um, you need to be worrying about that as much. All right, game week 32 is a double game week. Manchester United and Wolves have the double games. Man U play Watford and Wolves that week, and Wolves play Burnley and Manchester United that week. And more teams could be added to that. Things are starting, starting to get down uh, in the Cups. So more teams could be added to that double game week. Game week 33 is a blank game week. Um, that is blank for Wolves and Man U. So they're going to play their doubles in game week 32 and then they're blank in game week 33. Game week 34 is a normal game week. And then game week 35 is a double game week. Right now, only two teams will play a double. That's Man U and Man City. Man U play Everton. And then the Manchester Derby, Man City play Spurs, and then have the Manchester Derby. More teams could be added to that week, too. And then a couple of strategies with these weeks in mind. Start building your team with weeks 31 and 33 in mind, like we've talked about. And like we said, it's okay not to have a full squad. Most managers won't. If you use your wild card for game week 31, which we've seen a lot of people talking about, you're not necessarily building a team with the rest of the season in mind because if you're building for game week 31 and half of the teams aren't playing then you're only pulling players from half of your options 
give or take. So think about that. We suggest using it more maybe into game week 33 or game week 34. Game week 34 would be a great time to play it. Um, you could perhaps, on the other hand, use your free hit in week 31, or you might want to save it for one of the other doubles if more game weeks are announced sooner than later, or even week 33, um, depending on who's on your team. But game week 31 may be a good free hit week there for you. Um, and the doubles are also good for free hits. If you want to sort of capitalize on teams that have that are playing twice that week, free hit is not a bad option. Um, you could bench boost or triple captain in one of the double game weeks, depending on who's in your squad. Um, and you could save your wild card for game week 34, like we said, and through the end of the season. And a lot of this depends on who's on your team, who you want on your team, and what chips you have available. Yep. For sure. All right, so for game week 30, again with game week, blank game week 31 in mind, here's some players on our watch list. King, yep. Frazier, Brooks, and Wilson if Wilson's healthy. Now, guessing that if Wilson's healthy, and it sounds like he might be, it's just uh, match conditioning that he's lacking. Our guess is for game week 30, he'll probably won't start, but he'll come off the bench. Um, but I think when he is fully back, he... Um, he could be a great player to have, especially going into game week 30. Yeah, so Bournemouth are just looking in general. They uh, Their schedule yeah. coming up, I think, for every match except one, it's like an FDR of three or less. Yes. It, they're, it's looking really solid for them. They're looking good, yeah, especially in game week 31. They could they could be some good, um, some good guys to have. Brooks is a cheap enabler, so he starts. He gets forward a lot. And he frees up some money for you to spend elsewhere. Um, other teams and other players from those teams, Leicester City, Vardy, Madison, Chilwell, and Pereira, I think are the standouts there. Just make sure Vardy is fit and ready to go. Um, some We talked about how sort of sluggish the, um, the Newcastle attack was, but if you're looking for players from those teams, Rondon, um, Hayden, and Almiron, are good options, and then defensively, Shar has been playing quite well. Yep. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Ashley Barnes is an option. Great for value. Yep. I don't know so much about their fixtures, but Barnes is great for value. Uh, on the West Ham side of things, Arnie, Felipe Anderson, who looked pretty good over the weekend. Uh, Rice, who's been playing well, and he's cheap. And then, of course, Fabianski in goal is almost always golden in terms of getting bonus points and save points. He's actually pretty great at that. I think he has like <clears throat> nearly the, the same amount of matches played as save points. I think he insane. does average at least one a game, maybe even a little bit higher. Um, and then from the Liverpool side of things, you've got Salah, Mane, Firmino, if he's healthy, and then the four we talked in the back. I mean, most of these you probably, you probably have three of these already. Yes. On the team. Robertson, Alexander-Arnold, Van Dyke, and Allison. So um, those are sort of the players for game week 30 that are on our watch list and, and kind of flow well into game week 31. I think that's going to do it for us. We have posted all of this, and we will continue to post on Instagram at Let's Talk Soccer. Yeah. I think that's it. That's a lot. A lot of content there. A lot of useful information, hopefully in less than 30 minutes. Yep. All right, guys. Best of luck with everything. DM us if you have questions, and we will get back to you. And we always wish you green arrows. Yeah. 
And until next time, we say peace. Peace. Goodbye. Yep, agree with that. All right. Um, Brighton, Huddersfield, my watch list would be Gross again. We talked about yep. him. This would be a good match for that. Uh, Matty Ryan mm-hmm. in goal, perhaps. Glenn Murray sort of been off the radar. He's, he's a little bit injured, but um, he does play well at home if he's available. Burnley, Crystal Palace. There's not too many people from here. People high on wood right now. <laughs> yeah. he's He's been in a decent bit of form. Yeah. I don't know if you really want him on your team. Yeah. But then I'll, I'll keep Wambasaka on your team. Yeah. Yep. And remember, this is about planning for really through the end of the season as best you can. So we're no longer really looking at being able to sort of flip-flop players. This is all building towards, so you want to stack together the best possible team you can going into game week 31 or 32. Uh, Man U, Southampton, uh, by then I would expect Rashford will be um, healthy again and, and even a captain option, as would be uh, Pogba. Yeah. De Gea will be strong in goal. I think defensively they'll be good there too. Um, Wolves, Cardiff, uh, Jimenez. Definitely. Uh, a captain option, yep. Um, West Ham, Newcastle. This is an interesting one, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think, I still think Elmron will be strong. Mm-hmm. And Ronda as well. Yep. Maybe even uh, Shar. Yeah, and I think Fabianski in goal, if you have him. He gets insane save points. I mean, this guy, we added it up the other day. and I, I mean, It was like 20-something. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, pro- he probably averages at least one uh, point Easily. for saves a game. It's insane. So Fabianski is a good starter there. I don't see any real captain options unless you really, really want to go differential and captain Arnautovic or something like that, but... Um, wouldn't necessarily recommend it. Watford, Leicester City. Um, hmm. Uh, if you, I would just say if you have uh, Chilwell or Pereira, you should just keep them. Yeah. And I would just sort of stay away from. Yeah. Everything. Uh, Holabas, if he's been on your bench, he's maybe one to get. Uh, Fulham are at home against Chelsea. This may be the game if Chelsea can kind of get their stuff together. So you know, if you look. Back to them um, during the midweek when they host Spurs. If you see any signs of life from them, you know, if they have indeed replaced Sari or somehow they've responded well to uh, 
you know, picked up um, and gone in a positive direction after this loss in the Carabao Cup, then I do think it may be worth uh, building towards um, either Hazard or Higuain. Um, more likely Hazard than, than Higuain, but I wouldn't really necessarily be going after any other uh, building towards any other Chelsea players. But I do think that strategically uh, bringing maybe Hazard in starting that week uh, for game week 29 wouldn't be a horrible idea. And then lastly, Everton are at home against Liverpool. Uh, just There's really not a whole lot to say yeah. <clears throat> regarding that one. You, you know who the players are. Um, if you haven't gotten most of them, especially if you haven't gotten Salah, that's going to be tough unless you are looking to wild card, which we don't think you should do yet. But uh, when you do eventually wild card, especially if the uh, race for the title is super tight. So if if City and Liverpool are going neck and neck back and forth with this and it's within a, a point or a couple of points, then I do think Salah could be valuable or maybe even Mane, but, but Mo will be the focal point of that attack for sure. Um, so, you know, big players need to step up during big times. So if the race is on, I could see uh, where Mo might might step up. He has to. He's got to prove this whole Egyptian king yes. theme. Uh, you know, he does quite well against the lesser teams, but hasn't done very well. I think in the eight games he's played this Season so far against the top six, the big six, um, he scored one. And that was a penalty. Yes. So, um, you know, also, uh, if you are wild carding or building towards the end of the season, I think Man City players are also great assets uh, for the same exact reason. Yep. You know, um, I think that's going to do it for this week. A lot of information. We're going to post some stuff, especially sort of our ones to watch uh, players on our radar. For the next couple game weeks, we will repost um, or and or revise um, our chip strategies through the end of the year, so that you have some information there. You can always DM us at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. We are extremely responsive to that, so uh, we'd love to hear from you. And um, tell a friend, tell them to follow us on Instagram handles at Let's Talk Soccer. Uh, subscribe to this podcast. And thank you very much. Yep. All right, guys. Until next time, this is Gary. This is Josh. We say peace. Peace. Goodbye.